Welcome to Life with Hula, the podcast. Hi, my name is Hula, and this is my podcast. I am a guy living in San Diego, just trying to get through the pandemic through 2020, just like everybody else. Um, but originally, I started as a radio personality here in San Diego. I did radio for over 19 years. Lost my job at the beginning of the year, but decided to continue sharing my stories, continue sharing news with people, continue sharing what's trending um, in the country uh, by just creating a podcast. And that is what Life with Hula is about. It's just me sharing information with all of you, as well as just, you know, just trying to get through the the pandemic, (laughs) right? Um, Yeah, I'm that annoying person in your office that uh, likes to share new things or new foods or what's trending, and uh, that's what I'm all about, and that's what Life with Hula is about. If you are following me on social media, I appreciate that. If you're not, you can do so by searching Life with Hula on Facebook, or you can email me, lifewithhula at gmail.com. You can also vote for this podcast in the hot uh, 50 of uh, Podcast Magazine. You just go to podcastmagazine.com slash hot50, H-O-T-5-0 podcastmagazine.com and you can vote for this podcast life with hula you can also listen um i'm all over the place on spotify iHeartRadio, um, itunes um ask alexa to play life with hula and she will so again thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show i hope you had a great weekend i did um some funny observations that i had over the weekend i'll share with you um what happened to me this weekend um, in a few minutes. I also have your moment of pure happiness. It's the story that I feel will bring a smile to your face. Um, and at the end of the show, I'll share with you the cultural dishes that are joining the Thanksgiving spread. Also, I've got some dad jokes for Dad Joke Monday. It's their Thanksgiving themed because this is the week of Thanksgiving. Um, but first, as always, I have stories to keep you in the know. The first one is about Matthew McConaughey. He says he's consider he would consider running for Texas governor. Um, Austin's favorite actor turned professional turned writer says he considered running for Texas governor um, during a radio interview. He says that it would be up to the people to elect him. It really depends on how politics is shaped as a whole. He says, look, politics seems to be broken business to me right now. And when politics redefines its purpose, I could do a hell of a lot more uh, for those that are interested. Uh, The actor says, right now, Americans don't have much trust in each other. He wants to help repair those broken bonds. He says he wants to get behind personal values to rebuild our social contracts with each other as Americans, as people again. He's not the first actor or celebrity to think about taking up politics. In the same interview, uh, Matthew McConaughey had mentioned back in 2016 that it it shouldn't be surprising that President Donald Trump uh, won the election. Uh, What do we give credit and respect? Well, the top two things are money and fame. And I said, guys, just on a very base level, Trump has those. So I I don't know why we should be so surprised that he got elected. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger also mentioned in the interview was famously elected the governor of California in 2003. And rapper Kanye West announced a bid for 2020 presidential elections and even received a few votes. Recently, McConaughey has been busy with a new book of memoirs called Green Lights. It was released last month. So if you want to hear the whole interview, you can go search for Matthew McConaughey um, as he's looking to run for Texas governor. Maybe, potentially, who knows? Your next story to keep you in the know. It looks like, um, do you guys remember that uh, game show called Wipeout? They had it way back in the day. 
Um, unfortunately, it, they're looking to reboot the show um, on TBS, and a contestant actually passed away after finishing the obstacle course. Um, earlier this week, a contestant on the TBS's game show Wipeout died hours after completing an obstacle course. Sources close to production tell CNN the man received an on-site emergency medical attention but later passed away. The sources say Wipeout contestants must complete physical examinations before entering the competition and were tested for COVID-19 this year. In a statement, the show's production company Endemol uh, Shine said that they offered our heartfelt condolences to the family and our thoughts are with them at this time. Wipeout halted the production the rest of the week but will resume after Thanksgiving. So not only is Wipeout coming back, but... It's a shame to hear that uh, one of their contestants already has passed away after the obstacle course. Again, no new information is known about this actual accident. And your last story to keep you in the know, Disney Plus, you know that show, The Right Stuff? It's going to begin filming in San Diego in March. So they're going to explore the origins. The show explores the origins and growth of the U.S. space program in the 1960s. Well, it announced on Friday that it's moving filming of its second season to San Diego. The show is based on the 1983 Academy Award-winning film of the same name, which starred Sam Shepard, Scott Glenn, Ed Harris, and Dennis Quaid. The series is scheduled to shoot 88 days starting in March of 2021. Locations for shooting have yet to be determined. We're thrilled to welcome the right stuff to the San Diego region, says Brandy Shumabuku. Kuro, uh, film liaison for the San Diego Film Office. The California Film and TV Tax Credit Program has been a critical incentive in attracting productions to San Diego. Productions like those will help bol bolster our local economy and civic pride while also creating and sustaining jobs in the film industry. The San Diego Film Office, a division of the city's special events and filming department, offers a permanent uh, permitting permitting system and staff to assist productions. San Diego also benefits from the California Film and TV Tax Credit Program 3.0, administered by the California Film Commission. It's great to see the state's tax credit program bring high-quality jobs and significant production spreading to San Diego, says Colleen Bell, California Film Commission Executive Director. The city has a rich history of film and TV production, and this exciting news is a big win for the local economy. The San Diego Film Office was established by Mayor Kevin Faulkner and the San Diego City Council in 2015 to support and grow the local film industry. So, sounds good. I'm all about, you know, having more stuff filmed in San Diego. I know, like, Hotel Dell was big um, back in the day for a lot of films. Um, and so, yeah, and Top Gun obviously was filmed here. So let's bring more films back to, uh, to film in San Diego. And you can probably hear my kid screaming because she wants San Diego filming to happen too. And those are your stories to keep you in the know. All right, so uh, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, it was kind of more of a mellow weekend for my family. On Saturday, my wife decided she was going to go shopping with her sister and her mom. And so they went Christmas shopping while I stayed home with my girls. And if you can hear my daughter right now, this is how my weekend went. A lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of dealing with little ones. Um, I know I deal with her during the week, but man, it was a crazy Saturday of just her and I don't know, I'm not venting, I'm just saying. Anyways, um, so that happened. And then on Sunday, as a family, we decided to go um, get our Christmas card pictures taken. So yeah, we, we got our Christmas pictures and I know a lot of people are saying it's early. Well, it's actually kind of late to be honest with you because a lot of people do it in November. I guess maybe it's the right time, um, but we did our Christmas cards and it's interesting because of the fact that 
It's 2020. We all have to wear a mask outside. We actually took, um, I took my family to Balboa Park um, here in San Diego. FYI, fun fact, it is the largest park in the United States um, as far as like uh, public parks. I mean, um, it's bigger than uh, New York's, uh, what is it? Central Park. A lot of people can't picture that, but it is. It's gigantic. Um, there's little nooks and crannies everywhere. And uh, we went there, took photos. Um, it was interesting because you're so used to now wearing masks that I just didn't even think about it. And we started wearing our mask and the photographer's like, you can take your mask off. I mean, we're outside. I know it's weird because California just did its curfew thing that started on Friday. If you don't know, if you don't live, if you're listening to this podcast and have no clue what I'm talking about, California governor, uh, Gavin Newsom decided to put a curfew back on, uh, Californians and you have to be basically uh, home from 10 PM to 5:30. You have to have your mask on outside pretty much. And, uh, that's what, uh, I was so used to. Well, when we took pictures at Bubble Park, the photographer's like, you can take off your mask. And I felt weird. It felt so weird. Like people are staring at us why we have our mask off. But we did, we took family photos without the mask. Um, I know it's like trendy for a lot of people right now to wear their masks because it's 2020, it's a unique year, but we weren't about it. We have Christmas masks, but I just didn't really want to wear them. Um, So luckily for us, we took them off and uh, yeah, if you're gonna get a Christmas card from us, it's gonna not have a mask on, or maybe it will. We'll see what happens. Anyways, um, so that's what we did over the weekend. Um, it, it was uh, That's the observation I made. It just felt weird to have the mask not on. Um, I do walk my dog without a mask. I don't know. I guess because of the new law, the rules now with uh, everybody having to wear the masks that just passed on Friday, like that was announced on Friday of last week, I'm more cautious. I'm like such a goody-goody that I – want to make sure I'm always following the rules and so it felt weird being in Balboa Park which is a popular park um and not having my mask on but we did it we had fun the, the kids had fun it, it was uh fun was had by all and we got our family photos done um and plus it's a way because I've lost all this weight I've lost over 90 pounds and I'm like you know what I need to show off this new physique <laughs> so mask off here's what I look like thinner than I was when I entered 2020. So there you go. Anyways, that's what we did this past weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Nothing too exciting for us. Um, just a lot of Christmas stuff. Uh, next week, we are going to, um, yeah, do you celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, that's coming up. Um, I do have a unique update about my daughter, which I'll share that with you tomorrow's podcast. Um, if you don't know, my daughter has a surgery that she is scheduled for, um, and it's supposed to happen on Tuesday, but I'll share all that with you tomorrow on tomorrow's show. And that's what happened to us this weekend. All right. It is Monday. It's the week of Thanksgiving. And this month, I've every Monday, I've been giving you dad jokes. Here's another dad joke Monday, Thanksgiving edition. Um, some dad jokes for you to use, you know, when you're with the family this weekend or this, uh, this Thursday, Friday. Knock, knock. Who's there? Arthur. Arthur who? Arthur, any leftovers? Get it? What kind of key can't open doors? A turkey. (laughs) Why was the Thanksgiving soup so expensive? It had 24 carats. Makes me want to sing this song. 24 carats in the air. Or, you know, 24 carat magic. You know that song. 
Um, stop, drop, and pass the rolls. That's just a pun, I guess. Um, what did the turkey say to the, the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving? Quack, quack. Get it? Because he's pretending he's a duck. It's not the turkey. What's the best song to sing when you're preparing your turkey? All about the bass. All the bass. No, no I'm just kidding. It's all about the bass. Um, what role do green beans play in Thanksgiving dinner? The casserole. Uh-huh. Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare. They are, are consumed in 12 minutes. Half times take 12 minutes. This is not coincidence. It's an observation somebody made. My family told me to stop telling jokes, but I told them I couldn't quit cold turkey. If you call a large turkey a gobbler, what do you call a small one? A goblet. What does Thanksgiving have in common with Halloween? Goblins. Get it? Goblins. Knock, knock. Who's there? Normally. Normally who? Normally I don't eat this much. <laughs> That's a good one. Why did the turkey play, in the, play the drums in, the, in his band? Because he already had drumsticks. Duh. If your great-grandmother saw you making box mashed potatoes, she would turn over in her gravy. Mm-hmm. If April showers bring Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. That one should have been easy. You should have cut that one on right away. Uh, Kevin James says, Thanksgiving, man. Not a good day to be my pants. <laughs> what is Turkey's favorite dessert? A peach gobbler. Knock, knock. Who's there? Tamara. Tamara who? Tamara will have turkey leftovers. What kind of music did the pilgrims like? Plymouth Rock. Uh, Jimmy Fallon says, A new survey found that 80% of men claim they help cook Thanksgiving dinner, which makes sense when you hear they consider saying that smells good to be helping. Blah, blah. <laughs> Why should you never set the turkey next to the dessert? Because he will gobble, gobble it up. Who's not hungry at Thanksgiving? The turkey, because he's already stuffed. What would you get if you crossed a turkey with a ghost? A poultry geist. Now that's funny, actually. That's a really hilarious one. And last but not least, your last dad joke of this week. What did the turkey, why did the turkey cross the road twice? To prove he wasn't a chicken. And that is your dad joke for Dad Joke Monday. <laughs> All right, your last story of the day is what i call your moment of pure happiness it'll bring a smile to your face because it looks like cultural dishes are joining the thanksgiving spread america is known as the great melting pot rich with the immigrants who have brought their unique flavors to the table it's no wonder that the international dishes have become a part of the thanksgiving feast here are some cultural staples to add to your to your traditional turkey and stuffing menu there is peking duck was created in Beijing and served since the imperial, imperial era. Once enjoyed exclusively by royalty, it's now a common Chinese dish at Thanksgiving celebrations. This is true. I've seen and had Peking duck on Thanksgiving. The dish is characterized by its thin, crisp skin, which is the main feature, eclipsing the meat itself in authentic versions. Couscous. 
is a meal that is origins in Northwest Africa. It's technically a grain, though many people confuse it with pasta because of its similar consistency and taste. Though both are made from semolina, a granular form of durum wheat. Uh, couscous grains are crushed while pastas are ground. At Thanksgiving, couscous is commonly served in place of stuffing, rice, or potatoes. Baklava. This is true. I've had baklava during Thanksgiving. It's arguably the Greeks' favorite dessert. It's a Mediterranean concoction made with layers of phyllo pastry soaked in butter, chopped nuts, and spices. It's baked and drenched in sweet syrup, which permeates its mainly uh, pastry, its many pastry levels. Because it's not exactly an easy dessert to make, it may be wise to give yourself some extra time ahead of Thanksgiving dinner. Mole is a rich Mexican sauce. Best known uh, versions are native to Puebla and is it Oaxaca or is it Oaxaca? It's a popular way to complement the Thanksgiving turkey. The ingredients for many mole recipes are easy to find either already residing in your pantry or any store. So that's a big thing. Um, Biryani is an Indian and Pakistani mixed rice dish made for special occasions. It's no wonder it finds its way to many Thanksgiving tables. It's made with meat, such as turkey, chicken, or lamb, paired with rice for a one-pot meal that can be served at Thanksgiving main uh, as a Thanksgiving main course option. It looks delicious on these photos, by the way. Rum cake, it's a traditional Caribbean holiday dessert made with, you guessed it, rum. The Caribbean and Latin American produce much of the world's rum supply, so it's not a surprise that it's used for more than drinking. Rum cakes are descended from holiday puddings, and the traditional version uses rum, soaked, dried, mixed fruit into a dense, doughy batter. Lasagna is coming to a lot of Thanksgiving dinner uh, plates because it's uh, Italy's most famous dishes has been an Italian-American tradition at Thanksgiving. The origins of the one-pan pasta dish have traditionally been ascribed to the Italian city of Naples. The dish is made of stacked thin layers of flat pasta alternating with fillings such as ground meats, tomato sauce, vegetables, cheese, and seasoning. So why would you not want it on Thanksgiving? So there's are some of the uh, cultural dishes that are coming to your Thanksgiving table or already there. You already probably know that if you serve these particular items. And that is your moment of pure happiness. Well, you guys, that is today's show. I know it's a short one, but thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Life with Hula. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, all you got to do, or if you want to subscribe, I would love that. Just click follow or subscribe. Um, but if you want to follow the uh, myself on social media, go to Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and all those other platforms, and I'll follow you back. Other than that, you guys, have an amazing week. It's a short week because it's Thanksgiving week, um, so get ready. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk more tomorrow. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Life with Hula, the podcast. We'll see you.